Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to another episode of the Madhouse Podcast. As always, I am your host, Mad Max. Today's episode, we're going to continue our 31 days of Halloween, 31 nights of horror. Today's horror movie is going to be the movie Joyride. If you've ever seen uh, this movie, this movie, it came out in 2001. It stars Paul Walker, Steve Zahn, and Lily Zabisky. Um, this movie was actually co-written by J.J. Abrams. It's one of the very first films, uh, major films that he had ever written and things like that. And this movie is about uh, two brothers who are going on a cross-country, uh, who are going home, basically, to a uh, cross-country road trip back home uh, from college. And they're going to pick up uh, Paul Walker's... Uh, childhood crush that he's had forever from her college and embark all the way back to um uh back i can't remember where they're actually going but um anyways along the way before they even pick up the girl uh paul walker and steve zahn buy one of those cb rate one of those cb radios uh for the car and they actually pull a prank on a truck driver that goes very very wrong and they pretend to be somebody they're not they prank a guy they tell him to meet up at a hotel however they give him the wrong room number and unfortunately he goes on a little bit of a murder spree and then from there on he ends up stalking them uh throughout the entire movie and this is basically like a road thriller and something about this movie is just so it's so simple it's i, I guess because the 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 time the the time that it came out where we were at that time and things like that. It was just so simple. Two guys on a road trip going back home. They're going to pick up one of their childhood uh, friends along the way. And they decide to pull a prank with this like CB radio and things like that. It was kind of, you know, this was the precursor to like cell phones and social media and things like that. Where you're just on the road going for a drive and things like that. And the idea that something like that could happen. And, you know, this kind of harkened back to movies like that. Because other than movies like The Hitcher or um, or Duel or, you know, movies like that where they take place on the road that, you know, you really don't see anything like that. It kind of draws a little bit of inspiration from Mad Max, you know, those shots of driving on the freeway and things like that. But everything about this movie is bone chilling to the fact the fact that you never, ever see who the real killer is. You only hear his voice and his handle on the truck and that to be honest that is that is almost in a sense kind of like uh like jigsaw or ghostface to where you hear the voice but you never put the killer you never see the actual killer and even at the end of the movie when they think they've killed him at the end and his voice still comes over the radio and gives that you know that eerie message at the end and things like that but you know after they prank him and then the guys are staying at a hotel they hear the commotion come out next door, but you don't really see anything. It sounds like a struggle. It sounds like muffled voices. It sounds like, you know, a struggle. Something happened over there, but they don't really tell you what. And then the next day, the police are there, and then you realize that the tenant who was staying in the hotel, in the hotel room next to you, is has been murdered. Uh, and you know, it's it's very very surreal and uh things like that but what i love what i love about the story of the movie is that after that you know after this whole incident it plays 
uh, it plays off in a way because you have the scene where they leave the police station and things like that. They tell them what they've done and they kind of admit to kind of pulling a prank and, you know, they're given the old like Western deal. You know, you have until the sun goes down to leave this state and things like that. And then here they are stopping for gas and they realize that the guy that was killed the the truck driver they pranked is actually still following them and it's like well wait a minute now he knows what we look like and things like that and there's a great scene where they pull into the gra- the the gas station and then this 18 wheeler not an 18 wheeler but like one of those ice trucks you know pulls in you know on the other side of them and this guy kind of looks you know suspicious in his type of way and things like that and then a great moment comes after that because it's the first and really the only car chase in the entire movie. Like, this whole movie is about these guys on the road trying to evade this 18-wheeler the whole time, but it's never in a car chase. You know, the the scene where they're trying to get away from him and things like that, and he kind of corners them in this uh, open field, which is weird because he corners them in this open field. They, he gets them to apologize and things like that, and that's kind of the calming before things get a whole lot worse, and it's like, damn... The movie could have ended right there and then you would have been like holy shit so then about halfway through the movie they meet up with Venna who's played by Lily uh Lily Zabisky and who is Paul Walker's crush throughout the entire movie and then you know one night they're at a bar and Paul Walker's character kind of passes out and Steve Zahn and Lily are kind of flirting in the other room and things like that but then the truck driver actually calls them calls him and says I thought you said there was no girl and he's and uh, it it becomes much more terrifying when you realize that this guy is still following us he's still after us and things like that and then another thing that kind of blows her mind blows everyone's mind is that everybody's going to have to be involved and then you realize the girl he calls the girl out by her name how does he know my name and then he goes I know everything about you and then it's revealed that he's got the girl's roommate you know kidnapped and I was like holy shit you know this guy is like you know like this guy is not stopping he's fucking with these three kids you know just because they pulled a prank on him and things like that there's there's one kind of hilarious thing that I think it's kind of it's kind of funny because it comes out of nowhere to pull a because the guys pranked him and they said meet us at this hotel he's they pretended to be a girl and they, you know, they said, meet us at this hotel with pink champagne. And it kind of made them look foolish at the beginning of the movie. So to kind of get them back, they pull into another truck stop. And, you know, it's, it's one of those truck stops where the, there's a diner there and things like that. And then there's a scene where Paul Walker and Steve Zahn have to go into the diner butt naked and order like, uh, it was, what was it, like six cheeseburgers each? and things like that and every and you know it's very awkward very uncomfortable but but from like an audience standpoint it's like yeah that's that's fucked up it's funny it's so fucked up it's funny and you know and you know they kind of have this plan that okay if anything happens you know the girl's gonna hit the horn and you know the girl is trying to figure out why you know why is he doing this why is he targeting us to whereas the boys are like you know fuck this guy we need to just go and um we need to just go and get out of here and, you know, just keep on going. He's not going to follow us, you know, across the country and things like that. So 
but the next scene after that when the prank kind of goes awry the, the prank doesn't really go awry it's just that they're trying to explain to the manager that hey there's a guy out there you know who's trying to hurt us who's kidnapped us basically and things like that but before they can get the whole story out Vena hits the horn you know that tells them that something's wrong and then all of a sudden they got to meet they have to meet the truck driver out in the another cornfield and this is probably one of the scenes that is kind of eerie because it's one of those you know they're they're trying to hide from the killer you know they drive he he drives the the 18 wheeler into the cornfield trying to chase these kids down and unfortunately Venna does get kidnapped and you know the our final you know our final showdown comes to an it comes to a head at another hotel you know further down the road and um uh th this crazy contraption the guy does he's kidnapped the girl and he's got her hog tied to this chair and uh he's got the ch he's in front of her is this I think it's like a sawed-off double-barrel shotgun that is rigged to the door. So if the door opens, the gun goes off, but the gun is in that girl's face. And, you know, that was kind of a, an intense moment as the, when the police show up, they're kind of like opening everybody's door and things like that. And then back then, you got to think about it. Back then, you know, in the early 2000s, hotels didn't have like the card keys like they do now. You could just open the door and walk right in and everything like that. And... It's a very intense scene. The cops are called, and you know, uh, you hear a shootout go on in the back, and the eighteen wheelers barreling down towards them, and it kind of runs them down. And uh, it's a great, it's a, it's a pretty good, it's an intense movie from beginning to end. It's like a, it's, it's like a road thriller. Like I said, I compared it to movies like, um, like The Hitcher, which that's another movie where you know you was one of the reasons I don't pick up hitchhikers to this day and uh things like that but it's also movies like uh but it also has like those Mad Max type feels the idea that majority of the movie is on the road it also it also kind of harkens back to a movie called Duel which came out in the in the 70s I believe and it was directed by Steven Spielberg about a man who's being targeted by this 18-wheeler who you never really see the driver and a lot of that impacted came from that movie is used in the movie Joyride. And I think the, this movie is pretty good because you got if you think about it, you know, these guys weren't major stars yet. You know, Paul Walker had just did the first Fast and the Furious movie and he was in a slew of romantic comedies in the, in the 90s and things like that. And Steve Zane, who had been doing comedies throughout his career he did you know movies like reality bites and saving silverman and things like that you know he would go on to do other things like that like national security with martin lawrence and um you know a couple of like independent you know uh films like banditas was pretty good and things like that and to be honest lily zabisky i don't think i've ever seen her in anything else after this movie it's the only movie i really know her from uh, for a while, I thought she was the girl from Save the Last Dance, but but uh, Julia Stiles ended up doing more movies after that, and it was, it was kind of funny. I, was, I always get those two girls kind of mixed up. But um, this movie, Joyride, um, I actually own this movie. I don't know if it's on any other streaming services. I did see it on, I think it's on either Apple TV or 
Prime Video where you're able to rent it. But if you ever come across this movie, I'd give it a watch. You know, it's it's definitely it is not aged very well. Like the like visually, the movie's pretty good. There's hardly any CGI in this movie. To be honest, I don't think there's any CGI in this movie. But the idea that you know these two brothers pull a prank on a truck driver and the truck driver goes ballistic. Now that I think about it, it kind of it kind of reminded me of the movie Unhinged that recently came out with uh, uh, Russell Crowe, you know, road rage at its fucking finest and things like that. But this wasn't, this was not necessarily a case of road rage. This was more so just two guys fucking around on a CB radio and things like that, being real immature and uh, things like that. But, you know, I watch it for nostalgia purposes. You know, I like seeing movies like this that came out like in the early 2000s and things like that because they don't make real like visual thrillers like that anymore really at all you know and things like that this had a horror element also with a it had elements of horror you know with you know driving through the truck and the girls being kidnapped and you know the killer only speaking through the cb radio that had it had a lot of elements of horror throughout it but when it came time to like for the chase scenes and for you know the shootouts and you know for the running from the from the 18 wheelers and things like that and you know the idea of being stalked it had more it had more so of those thriller elements in there like the idea that this this does this stuff you know does happen it could have happened um you know to people out there because you know the fucking the road is one way to get lost and if somebody doesn't know their way around the roads it's easier you know get lost in that this was kind of like the precursor to like what eventually would become movies like jeepers creepers where, you know, you see something on the road and, you know, all hell breaks loose and things like that. And, um, you know, movies like that, they, don't, they really come by not so often and uh, things like that. The, the movie has about a 29-minute alternate ending where uh, it's more so, it's it's much more, it's much darker. You know, the movie ends with the the final shots at the at the hotel where the the truck driver's taking the girl you know like i said you know he's got her hog tied with a shotgun facing towards her that's the, how the movie ends in the alternate ending there's much more of a the the scene where they leave the diner after walking in there butt naked um it changes after that they, instead of going to the cornfield it becomes more of a chase they see uh they kind of see the driver and they try to you know, run after him after he is spotted and uh, things like that. So it's a little bit more darker, much more violent. You know, the guy goes on a, a shooting rampage and guns down a couple of officers trying to get to them, runs down the police and everything like that. It's much more darker. And, and I don't know why they kind of cut that. You know, I would have kept that in there. That was that that was good. You know, there's a couple of deleted scenes in the movie and uh, uh, things like that. And you know, this movie is kind of, it's underrated to to an extent, but, you know, a lot of people didn't see it. You know, it, it had a, it didn't really have a big blockbuster box office or anything like that. But, I mean, if you, Paul Walker, I always look at Paul Walker's movies uh, outside of Fast and the Furious as something to, something to, to kind of cherish and something to relate to because, they are good, in my opinion. Like, if you look at movies that he did outside of Fast and Furious, like this one, like Joyride, like Hours, like um, uh, uh, Brick Mansions, I thought was pretty good. Takers was pretty good. 
you know, a lot of his movies that he did um, outside of Fast and Furious are actually pretty good. Same thing with Vin Diesel, but I think this one's pretty good. I think this is probably one of my favorites. You know, the the whole being on the road, you know, enjoy. I know because I like I like taking uh, trips like that, just kind of being on the road, seeing the countryside and everything like that. Because they they're driving from like California to the Midwest and things like that. You know, they go through uh, they go through the desert and all that other stuff, and it's kind of cool just to check out the sights and everything like that. And they pick up the girl and they're heading home and things like that. So it was kind of cool. I enjoy movies like that. You know. Um, but this one kind of felt like a little bit more of a horror film, a horror thriller, and, uh, than anything else. And, you know, you had those elements, like anything can go wrong in situations like this. And, you know, it's made for great television. It tells a simple story about, you know, three kids pull, you know, two brothers pull a prank on a, on an 18 wheeler and the driver doesn't let them get away with it. And unfortunately there are casualties involved. And it's up to them to stop it before it gets a whole lot worse. But if you haven't seen this movie, I would recommend it. Definitely check it out. Uh, it's on Apple TV. It's on uh, Prime Video if you want to buy it or rent it, you know, on YouTube or whatever. Definitely check it out. I know they made sequels to it. I know there's a part two and a part three, but I've never actually seen them. So I couldn't tell you if those are any good. But this one in particular, I thought was really good. Um, you know, just... It's a simple story, and it played it all the way through, and they threw in elements of horror and thriller and suspense and everything like that, and it made for a good... It pays off in the end, so to speak. And then if you have, if you happen to own the movie, you know there is alternate endings and alternate scenes and deleted stuff and things like that that would have made the movie a lot much better. And there's even an unrated version where it's a little bit darker at times and things like that, so yeah, I highly recommend checking checking it out if you happen to get a chance but anyways guys that's going to go ahead and do it for today's films um today's episode uh if you liked the episode be sure to follow the podcast on all podcast outlets whether it's anchor spotify uh iheart radio pandora apple Podcasts, google play odyssey reddit wherever you're getting your podcast from be sure to follow the podcast on all social media outlets the madhouse 21 instagram and twitter have you seen joyride are you a fan of it or you've never heard of it whatever the case may be let me know instagram and twitter the madhouse 21 uh be on the lookout for more episodes as they come out this episode is coming out a little late because we just uh finished watching game one of the uh national league pennant the astros are up one game to zero and then we also watch game two of the american league pennant and uh the padres uh came back and tied it up they're tied at one apiece so I think tomorrow's episode will probably be a little bit of a breakdown and overview and predictions of uh, the pennant championship series as they are approaching uh, the second and third games. Uh, we're still going to be doing um, the 31 days of 31 days of Halloween, 31 nights of horror. Uh, just did a, a review for Star Wars Andor, so that's already out. Be sure to check that out. Black Adam is coming out this weekend. There's a bunch of stuff on the horizon uh, for the month of October, so be on the lookout for that. Be on the lookout for anything and everything that comes out of this podcast. And, of course, as always, guys, be sure to embrace your inner madness.